Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Man, here we are, Fightful Podcast, November 16th, Denise Salcedo, back in action. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be very mad at you, by the way, because last week I wasn't here because, you know, I was helping the children of America. They didn't do their homework. And teaching them. You know what? I still taught them. Okay. The point is that afterwards I came on to yours and Louie's stream and I got, I got blocked. (laughs) I got put on time out and I didn't even see it coming. Okay. It was so mean. That's what happens. Cold world. It'd be like that sometimes, Denise. It was really savage. It was really savage. I did the right thing. Uh, Guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. We'll be doing that all night. But we had a lot of stuff. I did a ring build video for the Ringside Collectibles AEW thing. Jeremy Lambert had a, a gameplay video. Uh, Today, I dropped an interview with Dr. Tom Pritchard. This week, I've got one dropping with Killer Kelly. And then Sunday, one of the bigger ones I've done recently, Nydia, who has not done an interview in over a decade, speaking to me. I am so excited for you guys to see that. Uh, Big thank you to Gail Kim, who put me in touch with Nydia and made that happen. That was uh, so... It means so much to me that she's willing to do that. Sunday at noon Eastern, Survivor Series Sunday, my interview and 70 or 7,100 word feature drops. So please show that some love. I would really appreciate it. And of course, Listen Your Boy is back this week. But Denise, the uh, just north of $300 million question is, did you like Monday Night Raw tonight? I thought it was actually a really good show. And I didn't watch last week's Raw, not even afterwards, not on tape delay, nothing. I didn't watch it. So um, I don't feel like I missed anything major considering that everyone told me on Twitter what I missed. And it was literally like in four bullet points. And this week felt kind of good. Like I went in there and I was feeling good and I had a good time watching tonight's show. I did too. I'm going to watch the Paul Bearer and the Kane Undertaker stuff. Right after this, but right now we're going to scooter on over to the Super Chats. The Nerd Guru says this rod actually didn't suck. I'm in agreement. They had good matches. I think that's what it was. 
Yeah. And it didn't feel it didn't feel like nothing majorly dumb happened on this show. Yeah. Uh, the nerd guru says the super chat is for Denise's blue chew tweet. And Drew versus Roman was needed on this Survivor Series card. However, it is Mania main event worthy. Yeah, I wish they would tell us a few times how it was main event level. After last week when they said that about Asuka and Nia, I, I think they needed to make up for it. But they didn't need to say it over and over again, Denise. In the finish, I forgot that it was for the title. Oh my god! And they said it like one million times. So there you go. They say it for the people like me that goes in through one year and out the other. And Denise, we will talk about your fantastic blue shoe tweet later I'm on. I'm going viral. I was so proud. I was so proud. J.K. Schwal says non raw related, but do you think AEW makes twelve two a super show in addition to Kenny and Mox like Fight for the Fallen, or keeps it pretty standard in the mid card? I I do think that they'll probably stack it up because I know that they had issues with with viewership. November and December of last year. I'm all for this. A lot of people were like, oh, they'll hold off to the next pay-per-view. They're not waiting four months for <laughs> Omega and, and Moxley. No way. Yeah, I think it just feels too long from now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Annika JMT asks the big question. How's Denise doing after the Taylor Swift news? Well, you can go check out my stream that I did with Fightful's own Jeremy Lambert, and you can check out what we had to say. It's on YouTube. I've got a Taylor Swift costume. Why didn't you ask me to be on there? I'm sorry, Sean. You're not part of the Swifty team. We only want loving, diehard Swifties on that stream. I like Taylor. Hold on. I like oh, Taylor hell Swift. No. What? No, you are not allowed to say you like Taylor Swift. I like I'm her just you right now. Just fine. I like her just fine in comparison to. About, I'll say, 99% of other pop artists, I think she's really good. But I'm not just going to fire it up and listen to anything except for the you best see, Taylor Swift song ever, like Style. I can't bring you on. You, need, mm. you don't sound like one. I'm, I'm passing you up, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Jam on Ryan B. Jam says, so is Denise saying that her and SRS have bad blood? Do we have bad blood? I've been being nice to you, and I keep getting, like, attacked on social media. That is not true. Uh, Emma, JGXD123 says, so happy Drew won. Also, welcome back, Denise. We do welcome you back, Denise. Poor Louie. He's probably watching the stream scene. Dang. Louie did great last week. He was awesome. No, he did not. He joined no. the Ollie Authority <laughs> last week, though. Ugh. No, you know what? I love Louie. You want to know why? Because when he, you wanted him to turn on me, he did it. He defended me on last week's on last week's uh, post raw show, and I remember that. So you know what? I'm Team Nugget. It's not his thing anymore. Is it really not? He's, He's not nougat. Nugget, or as Ollie says, nougat. Nougat. <laughs> he is refined and delicious. He's a hit on the dating apps. I definitely didn't pitch this character for him at all. Oh my gosh. I need to really fix Louis' Tinder profile. Oh my gosh. Oh, how long has it been since you've been single, Denise? Like 14 years. Okay, exactly. Exactly. I still know what the girls want, though, all right? Okay. I know what the people want. Okay. Let's get this show kicked off. Drew McIntyre comes out, talks about Reigns and Orton, but Orton interrupts him. He's up here! Now, I know you're not familiar with the gag, but back when we had Anna Bauert on the post shows, me and Jeff would watch and Like, there were... Jinder Mahal would always pop up, and he'd be like, Randy, AJ, no, I'm up here. And I was like, ah, oh, man. 
Like, where, where, why, why did that? Yeah, up there. We hear you. We see you. No shit, Sherlock. My God. Um, Orton says he was fine today. This, this was just a setup to match later. And this was whatever, man. Yeah, I unfortunately had no interest in this. And it was just like one thing after another. I feel like at this point, Drew McIntyre, in this point of the show, I'm thinking, man, who isn't Drew McIntyre feuding with right now? Uh, This kind of just, you know, just went over my head. Nothing really major for this one on me. I thought the SmackDown promo was more impactful with Roman and Drew uh, for this past past Friday. Excuse me. That one was great. Colt Bedeau says, disappointed Drew didn't use the big sword on Randy. So later on, we see Sheamus, and he, he, he's talking to Drew. I'm really liking the interactions. He has like their old gear, and then presents him with a sword. Spoiler: Drew did not use the sword on Randy. So I just watched Braveheart this weekend. Oh yeah. And so the whole time, anytime Drew McIntyre came out on Raw tonight, <clears throat> my brain just went back to Braveheart. Fantastic. Oh, so Drew said they'll take care of it tonight. There was not a lot to this at all. But then Miz and Morrison come out and say they'll be sitting front row for the match tonight. Spoiler, they were not, Denise. Uh, I just well, hold on, I'll say this. John was sitting front row for a while. <laughs> like, he was stuck in the first row for a while, but we'll get to that. I feel like this year's Money in the Bank is completely worthless, and they should just have The Miz come out and get the hell beaten out of him by Drew McIntyre. And that's it. Let's call it a day. I see no difference in The Miz having the Money in the Bank and Otis having the Money in Bank. If anything, maybe even Otis is a little bit funnier. Maybe even a little bit more charismatic. Ooh, are you going to fight me on that one? Because I think Otis is hilarious. Uh, Not really. But Miz and Morrison try to troll and get in Drew's head. I think that Miz had a bit of a point. He said, you were going to give people matches to people that deserve it, but instead you gave matches to losers and the same people over and over and over again. He's not wrong. Seth Rollins lost at WrestleMania and got a title match. Dolph Ziggler didn't win anything and got a title match. Randy Orton got three title matches. Ridiculous, Denise. Well, he isn't wrong, but at the same time, who else was supposed to get those title shots? Alistair Black had not lost in a year. Okay, yeah, sure. I know, I get it at that point, but it's like we all know that wasn't going to happen. It should have. It should have. They could have turned him heel like that. It was was just so dumb. So dumb. (sighs) Disappointing. Uh, So this, this ends the promo, but we do have a very interesting super chat. And uh, something I'm pretty passionate about. And I don't know if you saw it. The Jam One Ryan B. James says, very good Raw with the with both championship matches being great. Very curious. Did Denise what Denise thought of the SI article about Bret Hart? Did you see that? Okay, so I saw that, but I didn't click on it and read it. Instead, good. I read all the comments from people like yourself and other people that were talking about it. And I had a conversation with a friend about it who kind of gave me a little bit more in depth about why people were upset and this and that. And it was kind of crazy to me. And I mean, I just kind of felt like I agree with everything that you said um, in your tweet where you talked about, you know, just not putting like, you know, irresponsible stuff out there like this when there's information that could easily be researched. Or if you don't know it, heck, ask ask somebody. Like, ask a wrestling historian. Like, don't just put stuff out there for the sake of putting it out there. And so I basically 
agreed with everything that you wrote on your tweet about that. To me, but I was, didn't read the article itself. I didn't need to read it. To me, it was really lazy, and I'm very passionate about wrestling media. Obviously, it's my life's work. Like I dedicate a significant portion of my life to this because I want to. Like I'm not doing somebody some big favor or service as a result. I want to do this. I like doing this. And Denise, as you know, like sometimes even you struggle to get like WWE approval for interviews or anything like that. Sometimes it's not so easy. Not as much you than me that these days. I never struggle, Sean. You never you never struggle these days. You're their fave. <laughs> and and I it's obvious why you are. You're very good at what you do, but for me, it's like they don't want to feed me somebody because they don't want me to develop a new source. And I get it. I understand that, and I respect that. So when I see an outlet not just fed WWE interviews, but constantly fed like, hey, break this news for us, and then they have someone go out and put out a 250-word troll shit post that you would see on a message board in 1998... I, it bothers me. I'm like, this is the outlet that gets that. And SI should get stuff like that because their reputation has earned it as being one of the best outlets ever, as getting monster traffic and all that. They should get that stuff. But when I see that, and I've got WWE wrestlers that are going to them saying, I want Sean Ross Sapp to interview me, and then they're like, all right, we'll set it up, and then they never do. And then I see that lazy shit get posted 250 words that thing was. Bret Hart was a crybaby. Hot take, man. Thanks for that. Like, it added nothing to it. It was so lazy. So, oh, just so frustrating. Yeah. And I agree with you, too, because even coming from, I just think that in terms of, like, publicity, I really do think there needs to be a higher standard for a wrestling media that gets selected to do interviews, whether they be video or not video. I do think there needs to be a higher standard because as somebody, especially my, you know, my strong suit is video, not, not necessarily writing, but video. I, you know, it irritates me when I see, you know, people that get not get interviews, but that don't necessarily, you know, have the production value, have the hosting value. So, because, you know, I put a lot of work into that. It really you know, if somebody works really, really hard, I want everybody to that, you know, on my level, getting the same things I am to be at my level or higher, because it's just like self-respect. So I do agree with that. I mean, obviously, I see it more in a video production perspective, because that's my strong suit. But I do 100% agree with what you're saying. If you're going to be getting these interviews, you've got to be doing a good job. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I want them for our viewers. I want them for our readers. I could care less. I couldn't care less, rather, if I'm necessarily on camera talking to somebody because I talk to dozens of WWE wrestlers on a weekly basis as is for the other aspect of my job. And if I have to pick reporting exclusive backstage stuff that nobody else is going to get or getting interviews, well, I'm I'm really good at the the exclusive reports and all that. That's my strong suit. But when when I see someone being so lazy as to do that, it was a troll post is what it was. And a troll post is something you see on like WrestleTurd News with a Z or something like that. It's not something you see on Sports Illustrated. No, if Joe Holbert would have pitched me that article, I would have said, Joe, buddy, what happened to you? What's wrong? Why did you submit this? Why did you pitch this? But he wouldn't do that. Because he's he's good at what he does, 
oh, it's just so frustrating when I see stuff like that and I see people that work really hard, not me, other people, get overlooked. But that's, that's the, oh, God, I could go on forever and I'm not going to bore people. But yeah, that really annoyed me because, oh, my God, it just did. <sighs> Let's get back on track. My God. Oscar, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose defeated Lana, Nia Jackson, Shayna. Now, Lana was told before this match, do not get involved in this match. What did you think about that? I, I liked that aspect of things. I liked this whole backstage backstage segment that they did because it, there was it was more of Lana's facial expressions that did it for me. Not necessarily what was being said, but it was more of her facials where she's really pulling off that like I'm an innocent, you know, I'm an innocent Bambi-eyed, you know, type of girl, and I'm just here to you know do my best and impress you all. And it got over with me. And I think that that was one of the things that I liked that we saw later on in the match. But just speaking of the segment itself, I thought I thought it was lana's facial expressions that really sold this segment for me i'm really excited for her chronicle me too wait when is that out again i think saturday i think saturday, saturday. yeah okay i gotta watch that yeah i'll watch that oh it's gonna be so good i just know it will be there's gonna be a lot of people that are surprised at how hard she worked and i'm very excited to see that uh this match was was fine we're not gonna go through a big play-by-play -play of everything but i will never get tired of the mandy rose or not the mandy rose the elbow stomp spot i love that uh, she went forward on Dana, uh, she being Shane, and got rolled into the buckle. But Lana ends up getting beaten after she tags herself in. Oh, man. I do have two things to say about this. Well, say One, all the things I'm, you want. I'm tired of seeing Asuka be put into these six-woman tag matches. Yeah. It's about time she has her own separate thing going on on the show. And I get it. Right now, it's really, you know, we're heading into Survivor Series. But after this, I really do want her to see her in some singles, you know, some single stuff. Not always these types of matches. Uh, secondly, Lana is definitely getting over as a babyface to me. Like, she's gaining my sympathy, like, all the way. Like, there was a point, again, the facial expressions where uh, the camera pans at her and she's, like, looking up and she's like oh did I do something wrong please don't tell me I did something wrong face and when I can get all of that emotion out of someone with just one glance I am here for it and obviously we all knew that she was going to get put through that table spot you know I'm over it but I was like okay this time I'm going to go in watching it with a different lens and when you watch it with a different lens and I'm thinking okay you know I'm going to get into the storyline and not you know be annoyed about it or something like that I did see it differently and it was funny because at one point I was like, Lana, are you like, what are you thinking? She's obviously going to do it. And this time I was more curious about how Nia Jax was going to do it. Like, what was her execution plan going to be for this? We have some super chats and Zach says, Nia injures an eighth person. Instead of being reprimanded in any way, they cover up the real injury with a fake one. What the hell? I have not heard about this injury at all. I've not heard about any uh, legit injury or anything like that. Uh, I do think she needs to be safer in the ring, without a doubt. Nia Jax has to be safer in the ring, Denise. Every time I see that table stop spot, I think, God, please don't let nothing go wrong and something happen to Lana because I think if there were anybody else, all right, you know what? Injuries happen. That's just what wrestling <clears throat> is. But I think that, yes, unfortunately, Nia Jax does have an unfortunate track record of that. Oh, the super chat. Nia Jax is now Denia Vax. She's, I saw that. Oh, it's yeah. disappointing. Ooh. It's Hashtag disappointing. No <laughs> oh, my God. Please be safe, people. So after this, we see Dana Brooke backstage, and 
she ends up getting attacked by Reckoning. And they are, or she is out of the match, and so is Mandy. They are replaced by Lacey and Peyton. And backstage, they approach Nia and Shayna, and Nia and Shayna are not happy. They're blaming each other, and they get ran off. Okay, I mean, I'm excited to see Peyton in this, but... I didn't really feel any. There was, I think this for me was pretty much indifferent. But was this when was this when Anaya said that it was a worse idea than Quibi? Quibi, yes. Quibi. I died at that line because they were on Quibi, 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 whatever Zach, it's called. Zach says she hurt Mandy Rose's shoulder last week. That was an unfortunate fall. I, I'm not blaming that on Naya unless I go back and look at it and it's like, oh, okay, objectively, you, you can't really predict how someone's going to plant their arm outside the ring. The Jam 1 Ryan B. Jam says, To me, from where they were almost two years ago, the two most improved wrestlers who have put in work are Dana and Lana. Yeah, I mean, they were starting at really a bottom level. Dana Brooke was called up way before she ever should have, and she got good. Lana has put in the work to become fine. She's not doing things that are out of her depth, and I very much appreciate that. And really, that's that's all you have to do in that situation is... Try to stay within your depth, and there are good enough workers that will kind of help you out there and make it work. Uh, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people when they watch Chronicle, Denise. I'm excited to see like what stuff she puts on there because I fall I've been following her for years on social media and I've always seen posts of her where she's like you know I'm working on scripts I'm doing this I'm doing that so you know that she's very active and not just what you're seeing on TV and if you like it's not that easy to build a social media following a social media empire and if you compare a lot of you know the talent you will notice that you will notice who is really putting in all this effort. And I know some people might be like, oh, well, it's social media. It's no big deal. Yeah, it kind of is a big deal. So the fact that she's been, you know, really working at her numbers and just little stuff like that goes a long way. Zach says, given her history, why should Nia get benefit of the doubt? Looks like she tossed Mandy with too much force. Bro, it, she, it was an unfortunate planting of the arm. What, what more can you say? She worked tonight. She worked tonight. Brian Heath says, I hated that I chuckled at the Quibi line. It was pretty funny, I thought. And, I mean, if if Naya did something objectively that I was ready to look at and say, man, that's irresponsible, I'd be the first one to jump on it. She punched a girl in the face. She's she's done moves outright wrong that hurt people before. She's not caught people. Like, it's it's happened. It's, It's happened. The Nerd Guru says, if NXT were involved, think of the stuff they could do in the story with her and EO. Asuka deserves better. Not only does Asuka deserve better, she just deserves something, anything. But Yeah, it's really bad. And Georgia Mean says Asuka needs Charlotte to return. It wouldn't hurt. I'll tell you that much. It would not hurt at all. It is uh, it's very frustrating to see her not doing anything. I do like that they're letting the Charlotte return stew a little bit where yeah. we don't know when it's going to happen. And I appreciate that. I would prefer it to be that way. Oh, man, this Raw Tag Team title match. This was good. This was wild. Um, After the break, they just went crazy. And I'm not talking about Kofi's Capri tights that he's wearing either. In this economy, in November, Denise, Capri tights? What's like, what's with, I don't get it. I mean, come on. You know I'm fashion icon SRS. You flipped out about my choice of clothes this weekend. I'm sorry, Sean. It didn't match your personality. It it didn't match my personality? 
to no. wear normal human being clothes? No, I think it was the shoes. Or I did just didn't imagine you in skinny jeans and then the shoes. I was like, Sean wears like those shoes. It, it was like an eye opener. I uh, saw this whole new SRS. Uh, pardon me, Sean wears the original Reebok Pump Shack Attacks Azure sorry, in I color. I got the black in Azures too. Pump still works. By the way, I'm sorry. I just thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't imagine what? Sean's style to be this what way. What shoes do you think I wear? We've been on shows for a year now. I've dude. never seen your shoes. Well, let's see. What I don't I... know. I imagine you to be like the Converse type or something like that. I got that. some LeBrons over here. All I just white. didn't imagine mm. the, the big shoes. I, I didn't imagine it. I'm sorry. Or the skinny <sighs> jeans. Bryant Heath says, crazy how we're saying the women's champion deserves better. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the unfortunate situation that we're in. But this tag team title match, oh boy. New Day defeated uh, Cedric and Shelton. Shelton's still struggling on the mic, which is a bummer. But uh, this match was unreal. There's that powerbomb clothesline, Cedric's big dropkick, the buckle bomb. And that's before the the commercial where everything went crazy. Cedric almost killed himself three times in a row on dives, Denise. The first dive, I thought he like flew to the moon. And then the second one was good. But then the third one, I think his like feet got tangled in the ropes or something. Yeah, it was crazy. I even used your face as a meme, Denise. I sob and I hate that look. Why? It's the, oh, I was having a bad hair day that day. And now that those pictures are all over the, all, uh, the internet thing, Sean. Yeah, of course they are. They're always, I'm, I'm going to meme the hell out of you. That's just how it works. Uh, so after the break, like the pace is just unreal. Shelton did an angle slam, which I really, really loved that callback. So fantastic. And then uh, New Day won with the daybreak after Trouble in Paradise. This one humped so hard. It was so good. Such a crazy pace. Jared Thomas says, I legit thought Hurt Business was going to win. If they did, I would have been fine. I would have been completely fine. This this See, was everything. I, this is what Raw needs, Denise, is matches like this. Yes, thank you. So two things. I agree with you in the terms of this is exactly what Raw needs. We never really get these types of matches. We get the same old, I've already seen it, Raw TV match. And this wasn't that. This was, you know, a little extra something. Both teams were like moving fast paced, doing crazy stuff. I mean, you talked about those dives from Cedric, which were absolutely incredible. But the part uh, that right now from the Super Chat that we just got was that there were at least three times in this match where I thought that there was a chance the Hurt Business was going to win. And the fact that I actually fell for that, and that that doesn't always happen to me, I thought was pretty exciting. Yeah. And so I liked this. And I, you know, I'm not all, I've come onto the show and I've said I'm not the biggest Hurt Business fan. And you know that. Everybody knows that. But I think that this match was probably the best tag team raw match that we've seen in a very long time. And it was probably one of my favorite hurt business matches that we've been seeing thus far. I loved this. And I hope that we get to see more matches like this because this match lasted a while. And I felt that 
I was interested. Not once did I escape and go to my phone. Nothing like that. It kept me entertained the entire match. And therefore, it made however, I can't even tell you how long the match was, but I know it was at least like one or so commercial breaks. But I didn't look at my clock or anything like that because I was legit entertained with this match. And there was actual stakes in it. And, you know, I was, I was, you know, it, it captivated me. So it was good stuff. I couldn't sum it up better. This is what Raw needs. Good long matches with stakes that are in, that are important. Uh, Derek Davis is just reminding you that Cedric put the suicide in suicide dive tonight. Was he gassed or concussed on the third? He has butter disregard to his own body that will never be forgotten. The butter disregard. Oh, man. Uh, I think he was gassed out. I think he was gassed out. Throwback27 says, been doing my show for six months and I'm trying to get on your guys' level. Sometimes goals are worth it. Sometimes you have to work hard to get it. I've had people ask me for for advice, like, oh, what do I do on camera? I I don't know. You just be yourself and hopefully it connects with people and and do all that. It's a good time. If if you're sitting there talking wrestling with your friends and it clicks, it just clicks. Carlos Easy says Cedric's brain buster was incredible. Yeah, it was. It was really great. Um, My wife sending some shade your way, Denise. Oh, no. What happened? All caps. I'm the converse one. I hope to God (laughs) Taylor doesn't remake Santa, baby. (laughs) You know what? Maybe I felt it. Somebody in the family had to be the converse one. She is. If I wear converse, Uh, I just think think your shoes say a lot about somebody. Yeah, well, just so you know, my shoes say SRS on the back because I got some custom Air Maxes. Not that, that you would know so anything conceited. about that. Like, who puts their name on their shoe? I'm humble. Anakin <laughs> says, Denise, Sean wears better shoes than Jimmy Van. True fact. Jimmy Van does not wear shoes over $20, $25. I bought him a pair of Jordans. He refuses to wear them. Wait, what kind of shoes does he wear? Uh, I think like Costco or Walmart shoes. Nothing wrong with that. It's just man's well off. I'll say that. <laughs> the man's well off. <laughs> So he could get some shoes with his name on it. Yes, and I did get him shoes, and he won't wear them. Crazy. Firefly Funhouse features a spelling bee, and Wyatt calls Miz the jackass. They throw a dart at the heart of the rabbit, and Miz and Morrison come out to the ring. What did you think of Alexa's new music? Dude, I loved it. Me too. I loved it first, but for some reason, I didn't realize it was new. I don't know why. Like I it's heard remixed. it, and I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, it's remixed, so it, right. it works. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Like, that is going to be my soundtrack now. My soundtrack now. Bryant, he says, do you like the guy of Wyatt and Bliss presented as baby faces? One of the things I mentioned so much on the AEW show is I like that there aren't always faces and heels. It's sometimes you just decide who you want to like and who you don't want to like. This is that situation for Wyatt and Alexa. You decide if you want to like them or not. There's enough shades of gray. How are you liking that? I... I think it depends for me is if you're going to be a face, you got to do it phenomenally. If you're going to be a heel, you got to do it phenomenally. If you're going to thread the lines, you got to do it phenomenally. You can't do it in a way where it's like, oh, well, maybe he's a face. Maybe he's a heel. No, you got to do it in a way that actually works. If not stick to being a baby face or a heel. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I like the adjustments that they're making with this, and I really like this match and a lot that, that had to do with it. Nikki Cross came out to try to talk some sense into Alexa. It didn't work. They end up fighting, and they have to be separated. But as soon as Bray's music hits, the Firefly Funhouse music hits, 
Alexa's fine. She's happy. And Bray comes out and just looks at Nikki. Oh, it was so good. The facial expressions from Bray, from Alexa, and especially from Miz watching on. Like, what are these fools doing? What is going on? What have I got myself into? Holy crap. Uh, This was, I really like the facial expressions here. And I think the key thing that you said was the facial expressions, because if you notice, there wasn't much talking. And I can guarantee that everyone's eyes were glued to this segment. And it was what did it was all the facial expressions that you saw, you know, throughout all of this. I mean, obviously, after the Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross stopped talking, there wasn't much talking. There was, you know, a lot of I loved when Adam Pierce came out and he grabbed Alexa Bliss and she's kicking and screaming like a three year old. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, it was. And then the match happened. And Alexa got even crazier during the match, which led to, I would say, your greatest tweet of all time. When the My blue chew hits. of all time? It was your greatest tweet of all time. It was very good. I can't even pretend it wasn't good. Uh, and And I got to say, she had butter disregard for her own safety. As Mike D says, I created a movement. Thank you, autocorrect. Great review once again, guys. Hashtag butter disregard. She did. That spot was psychotic, Denise. It was fantastic. It was one of those things where I was like, did I see that correctly? And then everything that followed after that, from even just her coming up, you know, from behind the barricade, and she, you know, she slowly does that thing, and it was so well-timed. You know, the cameras, everything, how they captured all of that. Then when she walks on, you know, when she walks in the barricade, and she's, like, you know, doing her little cutesy little thing, that was perfect. Even from, like, her holding hands with Bray, the way they, like, jollied along, there was just a bunch of little things that were done here that were so perfect it was like if you were watching some like psychotic disney netflix i don't even know something like very well produced from some like big big like movie network or something i just got to say that alexa bliss is probably the person that is most on point right now doing what she's doing she knows her character she knows what she's supposed to do she knows the end goal whatever it may be She's delivering it like someone who knows what the hell they're doing. And I loved all of this. If you want to deliver your penis like someone who knows what they're doing, check out BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. I mean, sometimes you have you have an 0 for 4 day. It's not a winner. But the next day you can come back and hit for the cycle. Anything can happen. And BlueChew makes sure that those anythings can happen. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So if you're getting past second base, boy, you're going to round third, and you're going to head towards home, and there's going to be a collision. But you're going to be ready for it, my friends. What, Denise? We got sound effects now? You're doing sound effects? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Don't be ridiculous. But anyway... Anyway, it's a chewable, so it's ready when you are or when you're not. It's about that confidence. You don't have to, you don't have, to have a problem to use BlueChew.com and that code Fightful. You just want that confidence. That confidence is very important in your performance. You can psych yourself out, any number of things, but not with BlueChew. They got you taken care of. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. Those are two 
huge points. Right now, my god, if my computer would not stop updating things, I'm going to flip out. But (laughs) right now, you don't want to be going to the doctor's office or the pharmacy if you can avoid it. You don't want to be going out if you can avoid it. You want to be staying inside. And when you're staying inside, you're going to run out of things to do before long. So you might as well just do the nasty. But you want it to be good. You don't want it to be boring. You don't want it to be that same old, same old. You want that new, new. And we got people saying, come on, SRS. What's the catch? There is none. There is none. You get it free. Your first shipment is free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Pay the mailman. That's it. It's well worth it. Well worth it. And they they are so confident in their product. They know you're going to come back. Because so will she or he. I'm not here to judge. Whatever what whatever sexual preferences you have as long as it's legal. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Hit them up at Bluetooth. Let them know you heard about them from us. There has to be a catch, SRS. There's not. There's not. Somebody says shipping and handling is the catch. No, it's not. Because you're going to be delivering it to whatever door they see fit after the mailman brings it to you. You know what? I think maybe I'll bring back the mailman that humps next week. I'm going to bring that one back. I can't wait for that. I know you can't. (laughs) Aaron Entertainment says, Wish me luck. We'll be streaming with the Knicks in NBA 2K21 in GM mode. Why, thank you. Oh, we do have to talk about the finish of the match. Bray catches. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The Miz with uh, the Sister Abigail. I love the facial expressions there too, Denise. It was good stuff. Hey, Sean, have you ever had a tamale? A tamale? Yes, I have. Okay, I was wondering about that. Sorry. You can continue on. Pardon me? I was wondering about that this weekend. You you sat around and wondered, has Sean had a tamale? Yes. My life is sad, Sean, but I was seriously curious about this and I just remembered right now. And I was just like, oh, just I so you know, Sean. your excuse for doing poorly at Quizlemania was that you have a life. But you're sitting around <laughs> wondering if I've had tamales. Well, I had them for dinner the other day and I was like, I wonder if Sean Ross Sapp has had has had tamales. And I was like, do they have tamales in Kentucky? Yeah, and then do. I started thinking and my brain just like went a bunch of different directions. And then right now when you were talking about the blue chew thing, I was thinking about tamales. Denise, you know me. You can ask me. I mean, don't have to wait until we're on the show and say, hey, Sean, you ever had tamales? I didn't know. <laughs> well, I'll ask you next time. <laughs> Billy the Beast says, watch your hands, Bray. She's an engaged woman now. Congrats to Ryan Cabrera and Alexa Bliss. That's awesome. Yeah, they're so cute. Drew Nicholas, I used to listen to Ryan Cabrera. I did too. He had some okay songs. I just Drew, know the one. Drew says, so weird how production be, can be perfect for a segment like this. Then the same company turns out the retribution entrance camera work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, know those spinning ride, Sean? Those like circle ones where you spin in a circle? Yeah. 
Those You're are stupid. my favorite rides, by the way. And that's how I feel when I watch the Retribution entrance. Oh, those, so like I'm on those spinning rides. Those rides suck. By the way, guys, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. Reminder, I am here every Wednesday night at 1030 p.m. Eastern for the Wednesday Night War podcast. Bryant says, Bray being concerned for Alexa after her spot was a nice touch. They did go up to the ramp and, and they saw the Fiend's gimmick play. A nice touch. Uh, Trevor L. says, want a sword like Drew? Use Blue Chew. Oh, you'll be impaling people, that's for sure. Leonza Duncan says, Bray was actually scary as hell in that match. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, Trevor L. says, Alexa is doing the best work of her career. It's hard for me to disagree with any of that. Uh, I, I think that she's doing some really great work. Anakin says, I like having title matches leading up to these champion versus champion pay-per-views. Everyone wants to have the title to get on the pay-per-view, and it's seemingly the one time it feels like the titles could change on TV. Yeah, especially with Drew popping up last last Friday on SmackDown, but boy, do I have some issues. I have some issues with how all that unfolded. Ooh, boy. Um, backstage... AJ's trying to rally the troops, gives them those stupid shirts. I don't think they wore them during the match, did they? Did they? I don't think so. I, I think they avoided that, fortunately. Oh, man. But this match was, was pretty good. I enjoyed the match. AJ Styles like would not be a great color commentator, but for this, he was really entertaining. What'd you think? I like when he's on commentary. When he does like those guest commentary spots. Oh, I love those. He's yeah. funny. Like, I don't know what it is about AJ Styles is that he's every time he has like some sort of, he has like that he has, he, I don't think he's known or talked about as much for being like a comedic character. And I feel that he is that character a lot of the times that we see him do mic work. And even though this line was hilarious when he said, um, you don't even speak English or do you even speak English? I was like, bro. And then that was hilarious. So yeah. it's just little things that AJ Styles does that I think get over very well. Yeah, I was just saying I wouldn't like him on color commentary in general like full-time but for this stuff he's so funny he's so entertaining he uh, acts like he's he's separating brothers from fighting each other uh i'll tell you what i didn't like like six entrances back to back no commercials then they go to a commercial when the match starts that is so ass backwards denise like we've been seeing that quite a few times like this isn't the first time i've noticed that happen on raw where it's like oh you get the entrances and then bam match is about to start and then you get a commercial break it really kind of takes me out of it where i'm like oh okay and then we come back and it's like match has already started yeah uh the match was fine uh, slapjack was bumping his ass off for everybody uh for keith lee he was getting thrown around sheamus and braun got into it but i gotta say the top spot of the match was Strowman running slapjack around the ring and then slapjack ate a brogue kick that was a naughty, naughty brogue kick. Unreal. Bryant Heath says, I don't watch Raw all that often, but damn, AJ's heavy is huge. Yeah, Jordan is gigantic. He is gigantic, and I think this is a good role for him. Yeah, I like him in this. He works very well with him. They have a good, like, contrasting of, like contrasting personalities. Ali ends up pinning Riddle on a, a really deep schoolboy, and I'm really particular about how these pins go. And I loved Ali's because he went deep on Riddle. I'm not talking like the 24-7 title crap that we see where somebody just gets rolled up briefly and then pinned. 
he looked like he was trying to keep his shoulders on the mat, and I appreciate that. Retribution gets the win. What'd you think about that? Dude, is this their first win? As a team, I, I maybe. Ali won last week, didn't he? Or the week before? I, I feel like this is their first win, but that should tell you everything. The fact that we can't even remember if they won in the past. So I didn't like this match. I thought that it was very boring. Um, I thought that T-Bar looked very, very, he didn't look impressive to me at all. He looked very, very stiff in there. I did think that Slapjack did look pretty impressive. There were some moments where, like you said, he was like sort of flying around. I thought he looked perfectly fine. Um, I liked the finish. It was okay. But for what Retribution is and what their characters are supposed to be, I didn't think that this uh, finish correlated with that. It made them look not cool in the sense of, like, they barely got this win in, and it made Team Raw look sort of silly, and it was very expected that this is what they were going to do prior to Survivor Series because we've seen this be done a million times prior, so I was not a fan of this match. Yeah, uh, Ali won last week, but aside from that, uh, no wins at all. This uh, did not exactly get me hyped. Does does not Yeah, it does not get me hyped for Sunday at all. By the way, Sunday we'll be doing a post show with Shaquille Majuri, editor of Fightful MMA. Hope you guys like that. We have some super chats. Ryan Morrison said, this is my first super chat. Wanted to say glad to end my birthday for having my favorite wrestler win the title and watching this great review show. Well, I'm glad that you're spending it with us, Ryan. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And that sends me to 16 Hockey Nerd Fan, who says, non-wrestling related, but just watching you guys while celebrating my 28th birthday here in Toronto. Love you guys. Can I get a shout out? Happy birthday to you, uh, hockey nerd fan. And I miss Toronto so much. I love that city. Uh, it's the best city in the world. And also, I want to send a happy birthday to Tim Traver's father, a longtime supporter of Fightful. Great guy. I want to say happy birthday to him and his awesome dad. Uh, his, his dad raised an awesome one in Tim. So, big happy birthday there as well. Eat lots of cake. That's yeah. the way to do it. Mark in Mad City says, because you're both good at your jobs. I don't know what that's in response to, but I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. You that's all can just send super chats like that all day. I didn't read. The, what was the super chat? I, got, I lost you for a second. I thought I was oh, frozen. It said, oh. because you're both good at your jobs. Oh, yay. Thanks. But Denise's internet is trash. No, it's not. I had a glitch. Your StreamYard doesn't glitch. Mine did. Nope, never. And it, I caught like the first end of that and then it glitched and it was over. Maybe new computer probs. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, this Jeff Hardy Elias crap. Yeah, so, this wasn't that bad actually. Oh, oh wait, maybe the wait, are you talking about the one where with Sarah or the second portion? I'm, I'm talking about the one where Jeff is like, I don't want these flyers up. By the way, here's everything that's on the flyer, including the phone number. I called the number. Did I you? called the number for Did it fun. Work? No, I needed oh. an area code. <laughs> what a shame. Well, I think he acu- he threatened to murder Elias. He did. Oh, he did. He said he would, uh, I forgot what he said exactly, but he basically said that he would be charged for things worse than running him over. People say that SRS was the one who glitched. My God. I don't know. See? I told you, and you're all blaming my internet. I just paid that literally during one of the raw commercial breaks that I didn't realize I was 12 days late on my bill. Yeah, okay, that's promising. That's promising. I'll do a speed test really quick. Make sure, because sometimes, not, nope, not me. Not me, all you. 
All you. No, the people said you glitched. I listened to the people. Who do you think Angel Gars is talking to, Denise? I think this is my whole theory on this. I think WWE is wanting to, and this is, of course, not going to happen because we all know he's married, but I think that they want him to be the next Bachelor. Mm. And this is his audition. But he's married. Or engaged. Yeah, I know. That's why my theory is flawed. IG, IG, the, IG the King says AJ was so funny in 2017. He's the goat. He is one of the best. He is amazing. Um, throwback says you both glitched during the show for a second. SRS glitched. I got a new computer and there's some issues that I have with it. Like it doesn't have as many USB ports and weird stuff like that. So I'm still getting some stuff kind of set up. Throwback what kind of computer is it? What is it? What kind of computer is it? Like what's the uh, HP brand, right? Omen uh, Ryzen, something like that. Oh wait, is it like Windows Seven? No, God no. Okay, or like Windows? Is it Windows? Yes, of course. Oh God, I hate Windows. It's Ugh. like the worst experience of my life. Throwback says that spot. Someone uh, is someone Alexa did remind me the the duck hunt. I'm sorry, it's not very concise here. Throwback. Uh, I assume that you mean where, like you said, where the dog ran over to get the duck. <laughs> Did you ever play Duck Hunt when you were younger? I've never even heard of Duck Hunt until now. On the, the NES where you had the little light gun and you would shoot at the ducks that fly around the screen? Oh, so much fun. That was so much fun. I can't believe you never played that. Wow. If it wasn't at Chuck E. Cheese, I didn't play it. Carlos Easy says, nothing pairs uh, better with tamales than nice cold jaritos, Denise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I am still partial to the... To the uh, uh, fruit punch flavor, I like that. Oh, Keon good. Keon says S or Sean versus Glenn fightful pop quiz special crossover special. I will not do a quiz show on fightful. I think that would be kind of. I think it would be a little disrespectful to Wrestle Talk and what they did. They kind of started that thing for me, so I think it'd be really. I think it'd be kind of shitty if I did like a spinoff type of thing. Uh, I will leave that to to them, and when they want to have me on, I would always be more than happy to be on uh because i'm the only person from this channel that's ever going to win that show uh and hey, you know what i made team last place valuable okay yeah i bet you did anakin okay. says denise is heel again android and windows are greater than apple i agree um i i'm an android user excuse me android but when it comes to my computer it definitely has to be macbook mm, trash or apple, whatever trash well we have a ton of super chats for uh, the Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton match. My God, just a ton of them. Randy Orton uh, loses the WWE title to Drew McIntyre. As we mentioned, the shameless thing that happened earlier. But let's run through the match really quick. Randy tried to hit the bricks. Adam Pearce says, no, we're going to have a winner. No DQ, no count out. The story of this match was that Drew could not connect with the Claymore. Tried it four times. He ended up getting sing-bombed. There was at one point, Tom Phillips goes, oh, God damn it, which I thought was very funny. But you never, like, one of the things that stood out, you never see Randy Orton lost in a match. You never do with Drew either. But no matter what, even if things don't go as, uh, as to plan, Randy Orton always knows where he is and knows what to do. And that is just masterful. I can't think of a time I saw him get lost, so to speak. But Orton went through a table, but finally the fourth... Claymore hits. 
I like the match. Let's talk about the in-ring match first. I liked it. It had action. It had nice spots with the table, a good story with the Claymore, and then a good decisive finish. How'd you feel? All right. So first of all, the part where you're talking about, you know, Randy Orton always being that guy that knows what to do or always is in the right place. It's funny because like every time I listen to like anybody do an interview, it doesn't matter like who it is and who they face when they ever, they ever get the ask the question, who's the best person you've ever been in the ring with? So many people have answered Randy Orton yeah. because he just does everything the right way. And I, I think after like listening to all those interviews, I kind of like founds like this new respect for Randy Orton in terms of just always being at the right place at the right time, knowing what to do, that sort of stuff. Uh, But in terms of the match itself, I liked it. And the parts that I enjoyed was the, there was when uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre tried getting the Claymore kick on Randy Orton when Randy Orton was on the commentary table, that one, when he completely missed it and just went like straight through and slid on the commentary table was phenomenal because it looked like it that one really really stood out to me from like all the other ones I thought the fact that the commentary table took forever to even try to break really really sold the aggressiveness of what Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre were trying to do in this match and then the table spot that one I think it looked it it looked more impressive than you would think because we've seen so many table spots throughout the years but this table spot I thought looked pretty impressive because it was so close to the ring or I don't know if it was just the positioning of how Randy Orton landed but there was something about that table spot that was different from all the other ones that we've seen and immediately you see Randy Randy Orton get busted open and I thought that for the fact that commentary and that they were really pushing the fact that this was a main event you know uh, Wrestlemania main event type of match caliber match and that we're getting it on Raw I thought the fact that they really pushed it the match actually had to deliver and we all knew that it would but considering that we've seen this match a few times before I think that they had to work a lot harder to get the audience interested and so it worked everything that they did got me interested in their match again this isn't the first time we're seeing them wrestle it's not the second however many times and they did a good job in doing a bringing forward a different match that even though we have seen them wrestle before was still entertaining to watch so i liked all of this i did too i thought the match was good uh jared thomas says not sure if it was great selling but the table spot looked brutal sounded like randy dropped an s-bomb but it was also bleeped out. I think they should do that more. It seems more natural. It seems more real. And I appreciate that. Trevor says, did you see Orton give Drew a tap on the keg after the three? I did not. I must have missed that. Uh, Trevor L says, are they working towards a Seamus Drew title program? Yeah, I would think so, Denise. That makes a lot of sense that they set that up for December or January. And I'm here for it. I think Sheamus still has a lot to offer and a lot that we haven't seen. It's been a very long time since he's been he's been one of the top players in the game. D'Lo Diggs says, do you think Miz will lose the money in the bank to Fiend or Orton? Probably Orton considering WWE's booking, but I kind of hope it's Fiend because I think they could kind of wreak havoc on things, Denise. Right. I just, I, I have really no interest. So get, get the money bank, the money in the bank elsewhere. Zach Connor says, do you think that was supposed to be Drew's WrestleMania entrance? I, I think they were going to have something way, way more in-depth. Way more in-depth for that. And then we get some very interesting questions that I want the answers to. Anakin says, what was the point of Orton winning at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. 
this was one of the dumbest booking decisions. And over the last 16 months, they have made some of the worst world title change decisions from Goldberg to The Fiend to the Seth Rollins Fiend match to the Kofi in six seconds thing so they could have a match with Cain Velasquez. Dumb, dumb ass title changes. If you were going to put the title on Orton Denise, why wouldn't you have done it at SummerSlam when he was white hot, had all that momentum, and then this title win would have seemed much more important? Oh, by the way, you telegraphed it completely on Raw or on SmackDown when you had Drew show up there. Ridiculous. And here's the thing, too, is that I've said this one million times. I love long title reigns because Mm -hmm. it adds credibility to that belt. I don't like the belt being, especially your world, your world championship belt. I don't like when belts like that are moved around from show to show, bounced around, handed off, whatever you want to call it. I don't like that. I feel it takes away from the title and the the way that it happened, like you said, it could have been done differently if they were going to go this direction. But the fact that it happened on a Raw right before Survivor Series, right after we had that Drew Roman Reigns segment, something tells me that it's very obvious that there was, you know, a different idea, a switch in the room, whatever. And when you can, like you said, telegraph it like that, it takes away from that. You know, I don't want to know like, hey, just because we saw this, now this is happening and this is why. It it didn't work for me. And I went on Twitter right away and I saw like tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet of people being upset at the fact that why did Randy Orton have, have to win the ballot hell in a cell and now – you know, this, it doesn't make sense. After losing two title matches, Justin Lopez says, I'm going to say to to Pat Orton stats, Georgia mean says, I have the feeling they're trying to get Randy to 16. Now here's the thing. It should not be that because that's stupid. I'm not saying that the comments are stupid. The comments are people like Justin and George understanding how WWE weirdly does things. Sometimes The, the reality is they could have them hot potato, the title back, back forth back and forth and that would have meant more if they switched it every single pay-per-view the last three months but no they had orton lose definitively they they wrapped up the feud and tossed him in an ambulance then they had him win they had all those legends come back and all this it was so stupid brian he says i know there's still time but aren't they spilled supposed to build the edge for the title They aren't supposed to do anything. They can do whatever it is they want to do. They shouldn't do that. I don't feel comfortable 10 years after a guy had to vacate a title after he retained at WrestleMania, putting the title on him there because I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm still not going to trust his neck in the long term, Denise. And I don't think that Edge necessarily needs the title. I think that, exactly. you know, when he, were, when he was doing the storyline with Randy Orton, it was a story that was there that really drove this storyline. And so I think they would be able to do that again, but just with the simple fact that it's Edge and he's back and people are excited and he's been doing some of, you know, his return was some of the best stuff that he's done. But so I don't think he would need the title. I think that you can have multiple, very multiple and very meaningful storylines without having to have the title involved. Kevin Langhoff says, I hope it's Survivor Series. It's tied going into the Drew Roman match. Make it a bit more important. I mean, that's the thing. You, you see so many situations where WWE wants to save it for Mania, but then the Mania match never happens. They fu- they had to do their Shield triple threat in the middle of the summer. 
because they were doing the brand split. That was a WrestleMania main event. That should have been a WrestleMania main event. Right now, I can't think a lot of a lot of active roster WrestleMania dream matches. The Four Horsewomen hopefully one day close that show. But uh, the Nerd Guru says this is the Charlotte syndrome of getting giving Randy title matches to to match Rick to race to sixteen. I disagree with that. I, I mean, maybe it is, but they got Randy under contract for four more years, Denise. They don't got to hurry this up. He's there for oh, he's four more get years. Like 50 or something. Yeah. I mean, if they want him, they can get him to whatever they want. They, they script the show. It's up to them. Yeah, uh, exactly. And see, and I get it. We felt the same way with Charlotte. And I don't think we would have felt that way again if the belts would be given a nice amount of time between those changes. Matthew Mikofsky says, butter disregard of Sunday not meaning anything. I'm honestly super excited for it, especially Drew versus Roman and the five versus five. I'll feel a lot more motivated for it if Adam Pierce has all the teams backstage and he's like, I'm not going to tell you what you get, but the people who survive get something. I, I just need, I need to know what's their motivation. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to be throwing these matches, you know, randomly together, at least put some stakes involved. Dustin Pallon says, I was actually looking forward to seeing Roman whoop Randy's backside up and down Survivor Series, but Drew and Roman should be great too. Hashtag FTF. He definitely did not put hashtag jam that jam. He put hashtag FTF. I, I'm more excited for Drew and Roman because I'm, I think Roman's going to win, but I had no desire of seeing Roman and Orton. I, I There was no doubt in my mind that Roman would win that one. I felt equal for these ones. I wasn't more excited for either one of them, or I there wasn't one where I was like, oh, I really want to see this person, you know, Roman Reigns versus this person. No, I kind of felt the same about either one. It, it honestly wouldn't have made a difference for me. Please leave a thumbs up on this video, by the way, guys, as we start to wrap up and get your super chats in still. The Nerd Guru says, are they just going to hotshot world titles before every Survivor Series now? Drew's line, Roman, save me a seat at the table because I'm coming over, ruled. Yes, it did. Everything around Roman Reigns right now is awesome. Everybody who comes in contact with him, like you're getting to see the real them. I don't know if that's got Heyman influence on it or or what, but it's been really great. It's gotta. I think it's gotta. Yeah. Uh, Mike JC says... Orton shouldn't be in the title picture anymore. I don't think he should be right now. Summer? That was fine. He was white hot. Bryant Heath says, Time for a serious question, SRS. Are you joining Team Luke Owen? What do you think, Denise? I don't know. You're so special and everyone wants you all the time, so I won't be surprised if you are. I don't know. Tell him to give me a call. Maybe it'll happen. Aaron Entertainment says, The past title versus title matches at Survivor Series were, um, were predictable, but this one is not with Roman and Drew. I mean, I think that it's... I, I still think 70% Roman Reigns, 30% Drew, just because we just saw Drew lose. It's definitely got to be Roman, without a doubt. Like, if it went the other way, I would be shocked. Jared Thomas says, I'm ready for Bliss versus Asuka, but I'm sure they'll continue the Bliss cross feud. Who else is on Asuka's level on the Raw brand? Nia or Shayna, maybe? Nia, no. I don't want her near that title. Not near that title. Shayna with some rehabilitation, maybe. It should be Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss should hold that title right now. 
Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, I don't think I would necessarily want it to be Naya. And I do agree with Shayna, but we got to get her back to that Shayna level because she ain't the same Shayna anymore. Throwback27 says, two, in the best, two of the best in the business having fun. Thank you for cheering me up by talking about things I like. Drew in the kilt reminds me of the movie Highlander. There can be only one. Do you know that Edge was in a Highlander movie once? Wait, wait, say that again? Did you know that Edge was in a Highlander movie once? Oh, was he really? Yeah. Did I cut out again? No, but I just didn't understand you what you were saying. You just didn't pay attention. See, this is why you don't win Quizzlemania, and I do. <laughs> Quizzlemania went to Hollywood, and I won. You know what? Quizzlemania causes me too much stress and anxiety. I got so accused. So I panic. There were people in the, the chat that's, that were like, yeah, Sean was cheating. And I was like, how can you cheat at that game? Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, there's See? No one's going to question me because I yes. was in last place, all right? <laughs> it's like, man, I'm really bad at cheating at Quizzlemania if I've lost like six times now. You know what, though? I will say this. So this is my third time. That was my third time on Quizzlemania, okay? And this was the worst I'd ever done. But it was the most positive feedback I've ever gotten. Really? I got so many people reaching out to me, like, on Instagram and Twitter. And, like, even via email. It was amazing. And I was like, wow, you know what? Being a jobber isn't that bad. So, you know <laughs> what? I'm owning it, okay? It's okay to be last place. Some of us aren't good at everything, okay? Oh, man. I just thought – I was like – it's a quiz show for fun. Like, it's ridiculous. Also, Brad. Sean Blanford says, Why am I afraid that Roman will beat Drew so bad that Miz will cash in at the end of Survivor Series? I I kind of hope Miz does try to cash in, and then mm-hmm. Range just hits him with a spear, too, just to be like, no, you're not going to do that. You're not taking advantage of me. All right, what would you do if Miz cashes in and successfully wins? I would not be happy at all. I would not be happy at all. Oh, that would not on Drew. Drew is Drew really shouldn't have lost. God, it's so stupid. I feel bad for Drew because he finally got that like dream to be champion in WWE. And then like this whole like coronavirus thing really robbed him of really experiencing it to like the full potential. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, do you think that they have the Miz cash in at Survivor Series? Really hope not. They did a dumb switch at Hell in a Cell. I can see them doing it immediately. As we said, I I don't think so. I think he'll eventually lose that briefcase. Jamie Miles says, do you think Sasha being kayfabe injured by Heel Bay Mella in similar fashion to Brody and Cody if Sasha's character is recurring on The Mandalorian? I don't think it will really keep her out of action that much. But Denise, what did you what do you think about that? Well, I haven't seen The Mandalorian and I want to watch it literally just because of Sasha Banks, but I don't think it would affect that. But if hey, if she were to get a recurring role, that would be fantastic. And Kevin says, WB actually promoting Sasha and the Mandalorian makes me happy. Huge fan and a huge fan of this podcast. Hashtag margarine drop. Yes, uh, they should have promoted it more on friday though like i thought that was really weird that they didn't it was i I just didn't get it uh throwback 27 says with it seeming like long-term booking is starting to become a thing again sasha and bailey or rock i i I don't know if you mean rock versus cena or rock versus roman but i mean rock versus cena kind of was who do you think is next in line for long-term booking who could do it i i think well the roman family stuff is going to continue 
I don't know if I see anybody on the horizon right now, Denise. I think there's a potential for a lot of guys to be put in that spot and to be, you know, do a long-term broking and all of that. But I don't necessarily have the faith that it'll happen. It's more of that for me. Yeah, uh, I think Alexa Bliss and the, and Bray Wyatt are the closest that mm-hmm. we get. Anakin JMT says, Denise should she, should team with Cultaholics Jack the Jobber. I know him. I can put a call in. I'm a solo jobber. Hey, I you like know to what? have the sunshine by myself. You I know, respect just leave alone it. in the corner. I respect it. Also, Denise, we haven't got your thoughts on Zelina. Any thoughts on her release? Uh, we did a, a lot of coverage of that this weekend, guys. FightfulSelect.com has a lot of exclusive news. I haven't even plugged it tonight, but please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. But Denise, your thoughts on Zelina? Oh, it sucks. I feel really bad for her, but not that bad because I do know that I do know the benefits of what her world is going to look like mm-hmm. once she has all those opportunities at her feet. And she's one of those people that hustled and built a platform for herself. And I think that we're going to see that stuff pay off. And I do think that she's going to be the example um, that a lot of people are going to be looking at, like people that may be considering, you know, maybe leaving and doing their own thing. I think that Zelina is going to inspire a lot of people to see the benefits of what it could be like to, you know, just go out there and pursue something on your own, you know, do her content, whether it's on OnlyFans or Twitch or wherever. And I went, I watched her Twitch stream and I was like, every single comment that she got, I mean, it was coming like super fast and they were all so positive and so supportive. And you don't always see that, especially at such large of a scale. You always see, you know, the haters, the mean people, whatever. She was like loved so much on there. And I do think that I'm happy that, you know, it's not every day that we see people stand by their morals. And when people stand by their morals and what they feel is true to them, um, I appreciate that. And I respect that. Even if you wouldn't do the same thing or you'd be in a different position, whatever it is, I just think that somebody willing to risk it all is somebody to admire. And that's my opinion. And I do think that once her, you know, 90 days are up, I do think that we're going to be seeing her do a lot of awesome things. What those things are, I don't know. I think she'll come up with something. Well, guys, head over to FightfulSelect.com because I've already heard from people from every major wrestling company about Zelina. FightfulSelect.com, I did not promote it during the show. Please go subscribe. Here's what exclusive news we've had just in the last week. We had tonight's eight-man tag match before it was announced by WWE. Uh, What WWE star got Killer Kelly booked for Bloodsport? Tom Pritchard told us why WWE fired him. Also, a lot of people were asking, has he been contacted by WWE since Bruce came into power? We have that up there. We have uh, a major spoiler on Turning Point. We we had that Deanna Peraza was going to become Knockouts champion. We had uh, the exclusive on Chelsea Green debuting on SmackDown. Also, the finish of the match having to be changed. I have a lot more on the Chelsea Green situation this week on Fightful Select. And when I tell you it's a Chelsea Green situation, the last few months have been crazy. And uh, the injury last week really opened the floodgates. And a lot of people have been talking to me about it. Uh, We had backstage reactions on the Zelina WWE split. We had uh, a series called Brass Ring where I talked to WWE wrestlers about people who are working hard to improve. Dexter Loomis was praised by his colleagues. I've got that up there. Details on the contracts of a lot of the Evolve signings in WWE, how much they're making. 
We had news from the AEW tapings in full gear. We had a WWE call-up. Like, a lot of people didn't realize, Santana Garrett got called up to the main roster months ago, and they just didn't use her. We broke that on FightfulSelect.com. We also had news of uh, a for- a recently released WWE star that they've got interest in bringing back. That's just in the last week. We are breaking more wrestling news than anybody. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. And that's in addition to a half dozen podcasts a week. <sighs> the Jam on Ryan B. Jam says, I can see Zelina signing with Impact over AEW whenever she signs with someone. They do have a knockouts tag team division. She is a former champion, Denise. There's a lot of benefits to signing with Impact Wrestling. Look at the Good Brothers. Yeah. Denise, tell the people what you got going on because I just plugged the hell out of Select, but you're everywhere. Yes. Okay, so first of all, tomorrow I'm going to have a pretty exciting interview up. I'm shooting it tomorrow, so it should be up sometime during the midday. Um, So keep an eye out on my Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo because I will be posting whatever info you need on there. And guys, please uh, check out my show on F4W Online Speak Now Pro Wrestling with myself. That is my show. It's me by myself. And so I'm really just trying to build a fan base on there. Please come check that show out like this one here um i talk about nxt and like a bunch of other stuff it's just a really good time so come check that show out um and yeah twitter and Insta- oh youtube.com slash denise salcedo because i'm still growing that and so go give it some love please support what denise does she is doing so much cool great content guys thank you all so much and this time i just want to say Oh man, and in my outro, dang, that's dirty. <laughs> She's on Sports Key to Fridays. She's on Wrestle Talk Fridays. She's on F4W Wednesdays. She's on Fightful Mondays. Wait, no che- one heard what I said? Check out her channel. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> guys. So Robo Denise, we're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.